Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is all about emotions. The way we've been thinking about emotions is when something happens in our reality and we form a judgment around it, we feel emotion. If it's a, something we think is good, we feel a positive emotion. And if it's something we think is bad, we feel a negative emotion. As we know, this is our guidance. But it goes even deeper than this. And in this episode, Joshua explains how when we reach this neutral state of being, our emotions mean something different. And it's very interesting what they're getting into here. It's a higher level conversation, and I think you'll really enjoy it. We're going to start a new Ascension Experience class. It's the alignment course. It'll start May 2nd. This is a four-week course. You can do it from anywhere in the world. Uh, we have four calls per week. There's daily spiritual practice, meditation. There's a lot of assignments and reading. And then there's a plot usually every day or so. Uh, a little task that you do, and this is this will change your entire mental construct. So it'll take about the whole month of May to do, and uh, we'll have a group of people all over the world doing it. So no matter where you are, you can join us. We do it on Zoom, and uh, it's really a lot of fun. To find out about that, go to theteachingsofjoshua.com and click on the Ascension Experience, and the first course there is alignment. Also... We will be having a retreat here at the Joshua House in October. If you'd like information on that, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. It's a fun weekend that we get together every year. And we do meditation and Joshua Lives and breath work. And we cook together and drink together. It's a lot of fun. Also, we have a, a new audiobook that just came out. It's the uh, A Perception of Reality, Joshua's first book that was narrated by Jackie Seiden. And it's really good. I think you'll really enjoy that. That's also on the website. Take a look at that. And of course, there's a lot of free stuff. There's meditations. There's all kinds of things going on. If you want to take the alignment course, there is a $50 coupon for this one-time course. The coupon code is 50OFF. All right, without any further ado, enjoy this episode. We are thrilled to be here. We wanted to talk to you a little bit about something that happens in physical reality that you aren't really perceiving in the way that is the most empowering way to perceive it, and that is your emotions. Your emotions are simply guidance. Your emotions are all based in love. There is no emotion that's not based in love, even the emotion of tremendous fear or great doubt or worry or anxiety. All of those emotions are simply pointing to the fact that you are perceiving your reality in more truth or less truth. In order to navigate this reality to discover who you truly are, you'll want to see the truth of your reality. And so when you feel a negative emotion, it simply means that you're looking at something in your reality in a way that is not true. And when you're feeling positive emotion, you're looking at something that is more true. Now, these emotions are based in your mental construct and your belief system. You have limiting beliefs and you have empowering beliefs. You have beliefs that are not true and beliefs that are more true. However, you don't know the full truth of anything. And so emotions come as guidance to sort of let you know where you are on that. If you feel a highly intense negative emotion, it's in result or as a result of a highly intense limiting belief. The more limiting that belief is, the more the intensity of the emotion. Now you're all highly emotionally sensitive people. You've all come here with the intention, with the attribute of emotional sensitivity. This is your superpower. And as you learn to navigate your reality in more truth, you will actually become more emotionally sensitive. And this is a very good thing. You want to be highly emotionally sensitive because when you encounter an emotion, you want to understand it. You want to understand where your perspective is, where your perception of yourself is, and how this all relates. As you perceive yourself in a more empowering way, you'll create a more fulfilling, satisfying, en enriched reality. That reality is simply the reflection of how you see yourself in your conditions, in your relationships, in your environment, in your work, in your health. All of these things are based in a mental construct that you've developed over the years that you've been programmed to believe. And some of that is not helpful. 
And those limiting beliefs are actually preventing you from going on your journey of self-discovery. And so the universe is set up in such a way to make you aware of the beliefs that are holding you back. Because when you receive inspiration to move yourself along on this journey of self-discovery and you have a limiting belief that's in your way, that limiting belief will have to be brought to your awareness in a manifestation event or even in a resistant thought. If you ignore those resistant thoughts, if you ignore those limiting beliefs, the manifestation events will get bigger and bigger and bigger to alert you to the fact that you have these limiting beliefs that are preventing you from moving elegantly along your journey of self-discovery. When you feel negative emotion, you are feeling some fear. You are perceiving that something is wrong in your reality and you're attaching it often to some condition that you're perceiving. Now, since that condition is a part of you, because everything in a reality is you, but you feel separate from those conditions or those things outside of you, when you're perceiving it as wrong or bad, you will feel some form of negative emotion. Now, you only call it negative because you exist in the state of duality. In reality, an emotion is neither negative or positive. It's simply a message, a message indicating where your perception of your reality lies. The emotion is felt by you along with either fear or joy or some sort of joy. So if it's a negative emotion, it accompanies some sort of fear. It's the fear that feels bad. Now that fear is part of your survival instinct. And if you were traipsing along in the forest and you came across a bear, you would feel fear and that would cause you to focus your attention on some way to change the conditions so that you could survive this encounter. However, most of the fear that you feel is in everyday life and has no real impact on your survival, but it's the same kind of feeling. And because you're living in the state of duality, you're calling it wrong. Now, if you were taught from a young age to understand what your emotions truly are, you wouldn't call negative emotion wrong. You would simply notice that it is accompanying a fear and you would look at the fear, analyze the fear, find the limiting belief, process that limiting belief, prove to yourself that the fear is not true, that there is nothing truly to fear here, and you would carry along on your path. Because you are existing in duality, you're labeling this fear-emotion combination as bad or wrong, and so you receive urges to get out of that feeling of fear by changing or controlling the conditions in some way. When you change and control the conditions some way, you are then exploring the inauthentic version of you. You've all done that enough times already in this lifetime and countless other lifetimes. And so you're ready to look at your emotions in a new way. So we say that your emotions are love. All your emotions are love. And so the emotion of jealousy is a notification from your inner self that you are perceiving the potential loss of a relationship or the diminishment of a relationship or the diminishment of yourself within the relationship or the diminishment of your persona that you've created that is your causal structure that creates this relationship, which is not true. All of these negative emotions are simply indicating where you are in your perception of yourself and your reality. And so without the emotions, you would never know if you're looking at the truth or the illusion. Aren't all emotions valuable from that perspective? Of course they are. When you can see that the emotions are simply telling you what you're perceiving, whether that's more true or less true, then this is your way that you can move through the maze of your journey of self-discovery, avoiding the walls and moving towards the areas that are, will lead to the opening of your heart. Your primary purpose of being here is to expand your understanding of who you are. Expansion is why you're here. And so every experience adds to the expansion of who you are. When you're looking at yourself from a victim perspective, you're going to encounter more negative emotion because more of the time you're perceiving your reality as not true. And so you're defending your belief structure because that belief structure you believe keeps you safe and secure. The belief structure the, indicates that the more you know about something, the safer you can feel in relation to that thing. Yet you can't really know anything to the full extent of it. All you're doing is experiencing it, observing it, having relationships with whatever that is, and growing and expanding through those experiences. So all experience is good, and all emotion is good. 
in the beginning of understanding this journey of self-discovery, you are coming to this information with a pre-programming that has been given to you by your parents and teachers and society in general that is created from the perspective of fear, from the false belief or false understanding of this reality. You are believing that others outside of you have, have your answers, that the way you behave dictates who will and who will not like you, how you protect yourself from being hurt through other emotional experiences. All of this has led up to this mental construct that you exist with at this time. So this mental construct that you have at this time, which is your set of beliefs, empowering and limiting about yourself within your reality, forms your vibration, and then that vibration is created in your outer reality, and you have experiences with it. If you are having fun with it, you're feeling good. And so this will drive you to have more fun experiences. This will drive you to push an effort and struggle to conditions that will continue to make you feel good or at least not bad. And then you avoid any situation that could give rise to negative emotion because at the core of all of this is this perception that negative emotion is bad. And so you stay in a comfort zone. You don't attempt to do anything where you could encounter negative emotion in the form of rejection, failure, or loss. Since loss feels bad, you want to avoid loss. But if you want to avoid loss, you'll never step outside of your comfort zone to attempt any inspired idea that would push you or bring you or pull you further along on your journey of self-discovery. So you can see how your belief structure as it stands right now is highly limiting. Since you are a limitless being, this is in conflict with who you truly are. And the only way to move closer and closer and closer and to travel that journey to discover who you truly are is to step out of your comfort zone to have expansive experiences that inform you of who you truly are. But those expansive experiences will have to come at the potential for negative emotion. If one sees negative emotion as a terrible thing, then one is never going to step out of their comfort zone. They're never going to act on inspiration that will move them forward. They're never going to try new things. They're never going to meet new people. They're never going to have the experiences that they are here to have. And so the life that they are living is limiting. If you're highly emotional sensitive, this is an even greater obstacle in your growth because you are more aware of your emotions. You're more aware of how you're feeling. You're more tuned to the possibility that you could encounter negative emotion. And so it's very difficult in many cases for you to state your or express your love to others, to in, in, involve yourself in new experiences, to lean into experiences, to live non-transactionally with other people, to become more intimate, to become more vulnerable, because all these things open yourself up to negative emotion. Now, the negative emotion is just one side of the aspect. Claiming that a negative emotion is bad and then feeling the resistance of that when you encounter negative emotion and not understanding that it's all being triggered by a limiting belief is one side of the equation that keeps you limited. The other side is what you think is good, is your positive emotion. If you are perceiving yourself as a victim, which means that you're looking at the outside conditions as if they mean something and as if they're the cause of the emotion itself and not the judgment of those things is the cause of the emotion, is the guidance that you're receiving from your inner self. If you're looking at yourself as a victim, then you're going to naturally tend towards those things that feel safe and that bring some positive emotion in the moment to either distract yourself from anything that could be a negative emotion or to disconnect from that reality itself. So we're bringing this to a higher level of thinking about emotions in that certainly your negative emotions based in limiting beliefs cause you to be limited. They stop you from acting when you're inspired to act. Your positive emotions tend to lead you off on a path that is not 
your true inspired path. They tend to lead you off in a direction where you think the manifestation of some desire will allow you to feel some positive emotion that you're not feeling now. This is not bad. This is not wrong. This is simply how this system of realities works. And when you're viewing it from the perspective of the victim, this system is natural, but it's It is not your inspired path. It is the investigation of the inauthentic version of you. And it's not very effective. It doesn't lead to satisfaction and it doesn't lead to self-awareness in the way that you would if you became neutral to emotions. You no longer label a positive emotion as good and a negative emotion as bad. You just understand that it's guidance. There's nothing good or bad about it. It's just part of the system. So in this sense of neutrality, you are realizing that you're the creator of your reality. You're realizing that you have limiting beliefs. You're realizing that resistant thoughts and manifestation events are going to pop up to make you aware of those limiting beliefs. You'll process those limiting beliefs and you'll be more calm, more centered, and more aligned more of the time. When you feel inspiration, because you're attuned to this idea that positive emotion is good, you're going to create ideals based on the inspired idea that you receive. You're going to say, oh, that's a good idea. If I do this and this and this, it's going to lead to this ideal. And when that ideal happens in my reality, I'm going to feel positive emotion. So let's go ahead and do that. Let's go ahead and push past the fear. Now, this is a wonderful thing. But the problem is, or the issue is, that you have this ideal. This ideal is created from this limited perspective where you are right now. The inspiration may have nothing to do with this ideal that you have in mind. The inspiration is simply asking you to push forward through some fear to take some action and to have some experience, and that experience itself is expansive. That experience itself leads to more awareness. It may not lead to the fruition of this ideal that you have in your mind. It may lead to somewhere else altogether. But if you're holding on to this ideal, you're going to force yourself to take actions that are actually not the inspiration itself. It's actually effort and struggle to manifest something you think you want. Something you think you want is generally based in the lack of that feeling that you think you want. You might have the inspiration to start a business and you say, oh yes, if I start this business, that's going to lead to more money. More money is going to lead to feelings of abundance. Those feelings of abundance are going to lead to feelings of security, which I lack now because I don't have the money. The inspiration actually may be to start this business so that you will meet a new person in your life. That's all. Maybe just in the very beginning of this, you don't even start the business, but in the researching of the business, you encounter someone who might be doing something similar. And this encounter might lead to a romantic relationship, a friendship, a mentorship, or something that will move you along your journey of self-discovery. But if you're holding on to this ideal that this new business will lead to the money and therefore the security that I lack, you're going to be off in a different direction. You're not going to be aware of this person who can come into your life and to bring you something that will benefit you on your journey of self-discovery. So when you stop this duality idea, you will no longer feel negative emotion as intensely unpleasant as you feel it now. You no longer need to hold on to an ideal to create some feeling that you're not feeling now that you may say is positive. You are more centered and balanced and in harmony with the actual system of the universe. And then when you receive inspiration, you won't be looking too far ahead. You'll just be thinking of the step that you can take in the moment. That's the zero choice point. In true neutrality, giving up your attachment to outcomes, giving up your desires that are based in lack and limitation, giving up your fear of negative emotion, you receive the inspiration. That idea becomes clear then, and you only have one choice. It's the natural choice. It's the choice that makes most sense because you've dropped your attachment to the meaning of the emotion. And therefore, you're not looking ahead to something good or worrying about something bad happening. You're simply present in the moment, taking the one action that you can take at that time. 
This is the most powerfully creative moment. This is the moment that you've come here to move along more effectively and more exponentially on your journey of self-discovery to discover who you are and how you serve. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? I will. Excellent. Kate. I'm going to do my best to try to channel a little bit of a question from our friend and he's been in this group for a year and into these teachings and um, loves his involvement and never shared any of it with his wife and there was a tremendous amount of fear that she would discover his involvement in Joshua and uh, that it would you know kind of blow up in his face and uh, on top of that in the last few weeks really escalated a albeit remote uh in, in emotional uh call it affair with someone in the group his greatest fear came to a fruition two days ago in the most you know massive way that he probably ever could have imagined it to come come to light you know everything about joshua everything about all of his relationships with everyone in the group. And it, it, it was huge accused of, you know, being in a cult possessed with possessed by Satan and, you know, exorcism attempted and it like, you know, massive blowout in front of his son, everything, everything read all of his videos, all of Joshua, et cetera, et cetera. And now he's in a place of, incredible fear of um you know he, you know he's being told if, if you don't have you know remove everything joshua never speak to anyone in joshua you can't have anything to do with that or i will never let you see your son excellent any so, help for the higher perspective so this is true of everyone who is resisting their journey of self-discovery in order to move along this journey of self-discovery you act on enough inspiration to find information, find teachings, find other people, find friends who move you along. But at the core of everyone's journey of self-discovery is their greatest fear, is becoming vulnerable and authentic. Some have it more intensely than others, but there is some fear that each person either adopted in this life or brought with them from a previous life that they are here to overcome or challenge or move through in this life to get everything they truly want. In someone's case, it might be authenticity. You create this persona in order to be accepted and loved by those around you, and yet you understand that it's not true. It's not authentic. You have to hide certain things. You have to not share about desires that you have or interests that you have. And so you lead this false life and this inner conflict builds. Now, some people may say, well, I just don't care enough about the people that are in my life to worry about this. And so I can move towards more authenticity. And if they accept it, that's fine. If they don't accept it, that's fine. But my primary role here is to become more authentic and to, and to just be more of who I am. And so they don't have this crushing manifestation event that upends their entire life. But most people truly believe that their persona is the reason people are in their life. And they have this great fear of loss. If I become authentic, well, then that could mean the loss of the people that I know now or the loss of the things that I have now. And this is coming from the perspective of oneself as the victim. The creator understands that the the creator is always generating the reality in every moment. The victim perceives that everything they have is based on their behavior and their actions and how they've contained themselves in an inauthentic way to, uh, to be the only reason people could like, love, or respect them or appreciate them. To give up that persona would mean to come to the potential manifestation of loss and that loss from the victim's perspective is incredibly painful this is the only love that i have if i was authentic they would leave me 
they could never be with me if they knew who I truly was. And I can't risk them leaving, so I have to maintain this false persona. But then you get on this journey, the spiritual journey, and you read this information, and you pay attention, and you're practicing, and you're becoming more and more authentic, and the inner conflict builds and builds because the persona keeps one limited, but the true essence of the person is always limitlessness. They're limitless. And so this conflict is going on and off and on. If the person does not take steps to become more authentic, well, they're going to be authentic anyway at some point. They're going to face this loss. Now, in the moment, from the limited perspective of the victim, the loss generates, the perception of loss generates intense negative emotion because the inner self is showing this person that loss is an illusion and is simply limitation. And if you're a limitless being of pure positive love, you cannot abide by this self-imposed limitation. Something has to give. When this person goes through this experience and comes out of it after a period of time, they will realize that this event had to happen. It was always going to happen. It could not be put off. And they would never want it to be put off. They will realize it was the best thing that ever happened to them. But everyone's in fear, and so everyone's acting on urges to change conditions, and everyone's saying things, and everyone's acting out, and, and they can't control themselves because the fear that they're feeling is dropping them into fear consciousness, and they're receiving deep urges to control conditions and control by any means. So drastic forms of control. You can't see your son. Your family is going to abandon you. You're going to lose all your money. You're going to do this and this and this and this. Well, in the moment, that seems scary. But in the higher perspective, who knows what's going to happen? Now, everything happens for everyone's divine benefit. You can go through these experiences in great fear. That's your choice. Or you can look at it from the higher perspective. And, and we would be surprised if at some point he didn't feel this overwhelming sense of relief. He no longer has to keep up this elaborate disguise. He can now practice letting it go, being vulnerable, and becoming more and more authentic. He can certainly do it with this group. He might have other friends he can do it with. He might have family members he can do it with. But he no longer has to keep up the facade. The facade was his self-imposed jail. And so he was in this prison that he created for himself. And now suddenly the door swung open. But since he's been in this prison his whole life, what's outside that door? He's become accustomed to the limitation imposed by this jail cell he's been in his entire life. And now suddenly he's given the opportunity to leave, but now he'll have to create an entirely new life from that. And that part is scary. And it's scary for everyone else involved. But all of this will lead to what every player wants in this play. What every actor is actually seeking will be given to them because they've been holding it together in fear, holding it together in discontentment, holding it together in suffering, holding it together in longing for the fear of what will happen when they become authentic. Since this entire journey is one of authenticity, this is what everyone in this, in this entire situation wants. Everyone's come together. So all the people involved are eternally linked and they're playing this out so that they can discover more about themselves and more about each other. The fear is the only thing that's causing them to have the urges to try and change the conditions. But of course, that's never going to work. It's all based in fear. If anyone in the situation looks at this from a higher perspective and says, oh, this is working out perfectly, you could see the design, you could see the families that they were born into, you could see how they met, you could see the conditions and societal structures that brought them together and kept them together. You could see their fears about money and their fears about authenticity and their fears about communication and, and moving along on their desires and all these things that they truly want. Of course it's playing out perfectly. Of course it's wonderful. It's going to shake everyone up so they can see that their limiting beliefs were holding them back. Everyone. Everyone. As you are all witnessing this, 
you can understand that this isn't a unique occasion, that any time you're resisting who you truly are, that you're going to be shown who you truly are through manifestation events. The more you resist it, the stronger the manifestation events get. And so we have been saying that authenticity is the key to everything you want in this case. And there was resistance, 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 not being authentic, not being authentic, holding it in, holding it together, keeping everything bottled up, repressing everything, presenting this false persona in fear, in fear, in control, in lack, in limitation the whole time. And then boom, it all came together. Because manifestation events, if you ignore them at the thought stage, they'll turn into a physical event. If you ignore that physical event, if you hold on to those limiting beliefs, they'll grow stronger. They'll go stronger. They're going to go stronger until they capture your attention, until they cannot be ignored. So sometimes you can process these manifestation events in the moment, and sometimes you need to have a life-changing event to come to a new perspective. The life-changing event is the event that gives you everything you want. But since you're looking at it from a limiting perspective, since you're looking at it from the perspective of the victim, you call it bad. From the perspective of the non-physical, from your inner self's perspective, this is the best thing that ever happened. From the perspective of the people involved over a period of time, they'll look back and say, of course, this was the best thing that happened. We are so much happier now. We're so much free now. We're, we're able to do what we want to do. We're able to see who we want to see. We're able to travel to where we want to travel. We are more free than we were before. And that's what we wanted, the freedom to be authentic. Thank you so much. Thank you. Excellent. Who's next? Um, does it count as a manifestation event? If it doesn't feel negative. Yes. So uh, like my situation recently is a little involving money and lack of it. And I somehow feel like the money will come and I'm okay with that. And I'm not sure if I should be doing something. It's just interesting to have a different, as opposed to freaking out, I'm just kind of like relaxed and I feel much more relaxed about it. The manifestation event is always the indication of your belief system at the time the event happens. If an event happens and you feel intense negative emotion, it's because your perspective and the subject is flawed. It's an illusion. And it's based upon a belief that is not true that's causing you to perceive it as if it was true. The more intense the limiting belief, the more intense the negative emotion associated with the manifestation event. Now you have the same manifestation event and you're feeling not so bad about it. Well, that's an indication that you've processed the limiting belief. That's the indication that you've raised your perception of yourself. That's the indication that your vibration has increased. That's a perception that you are altering that mental construct to make it more empowering than it was before. When you could feel joy at the same event, well, that's a new indication, isn't it? In fact, if you could feel joy at something that once really triggered you, it's unlikely that event would be called a manifestation event, even though it still is. You would say, I just see it differently now. I just feel better now. It doesn't bother me at all. It's so trivial. It's nothing. It's always the intensity. We want to bring your awareness to this idea of absolute neutrality, this zero choice point, this point where Nothing outside of you can possibly cause you to feel anything. And that if you feel something, you will no longer look outside of you. You're used to playing the role of the victim, perceiving that, okay, I feel bad, so there's got to be some cause out there that made me feel bad. So you look around, you look around, you go, oh, yeah, that's it. But then sometimes you can't find the cause. And you're like, that's weird. I just feel depressed, but there's no reason for this. Why is that? Well, that has to do with this stored energy of victimhood that's been contained within you for so long. Now, at that zero choice point, these emotions will come and go high and low, up and down, but you will not jump into the consciousness of fear. You won't 
receive urges to change conditions. You won't receive resistant thought. You won't even judge the motion as negative. You'll just say, oh, there's energy flowing through me. Okay, I feel a bit uneasy or anxious about this energy, but I'm not going to try and tie it to anything outside because that's what the victim would do since I'm the creator of it. It's just flowing because it's somewhere in my energy system, in my body, that's making its way through me. I'm clearing it all. And maybe I'm feeling giggly right now and silly right now. That's coming through me too. So that's neither good or bad. It's just coming through me. I'm going to be present and centered and maintain my focus on the perfection of everything. The perfection of myself, the perfection of this reflection that I've created that I call my conditions, and the perfection of the emotions that are flowing through me. I don't need to be more or less abundant or more or less free or more or less healthy or more or less attractive or more or less successful or more. None of that matters anymore. All I want to do is focus on why I'm here to discover who I am, to involve myself in joy, to expand in love, to express love, to accept, accept, accept to integrate this entire reality as one unified whole within the whole of who I am. Nothing outside of me is meaningful in any way other than as a reflection of a part of me. Okay, so there's a part of me that for some weird reason is not fully abundant. In fact, there's a part of me that is showing me lack and limitation in the form of no money. Well, you know you could go out and effort and struggle and make money, but you're not going to do that. You, there's certain things you could do to get money. You're not going to do that. You can beg, borrow, and steal. You're not going to do that. You're going to sit with it, and you're going to say, this reflection is based in a mental construct that I've established over the years that is not true. This uneasiness around money is less intense than it was. So there's an indication that my perception of myself is improving and my vibration is rising. But do I still need to see the money to prove that I'm abundant? Oh, well, that's the trap, isn't it? You come to this level where you say, all right, something's wrong here. I'm not making any money. I don't have any money. I can't do what I want to do. I can't go where I want to go. I can't buy what I want to buy. I am obviously in lack. That feels terrible. Why does it feel terrible? Because my inner self is setting the emotion of lack the emotion of limitation, the emotion of failure, the emotion of not living up to potential, the emotion of not fulfilling the dreams I once had. All of that emotion is there, in there, okay? Could you have those emotions, those indications of these limiting beliefs that exist within you and a lot of money at the same time? Well, that wouldn't make sense, would it? The emotions are coming because you have a perception that you lack money and that you shouldn't lack money because you're smart, you're talented, you're witty, you're intelligent, you're fun to be with, you have all these good things going on. There should be no reason that you lack money, especially if you're the creator of your reality. So that indicates that you have a mental construct that contains several limiting beliefs. And if you had money, you couldn't identify those limiting beliefs. So the reason you don't have money is to discover the limiting beliefs. Now, does that mean that once you process those limiting beliefs, you'll have money? Hopefully not. Hopefully no condition will come out of processing limiting beliefs because that will be an attachment to an ideal. So you would say, okay, I'm going to process this limiting belief of failure. That's what's the cause of me not having money. That's why I'm processing this limiting belief, in order to effect more money, to control, you see? But you don't want to do that. What you want to do is say, I'm the creator. I've been living as a victim. I think the conditions mean something, but really it's the underlying mental construct that's creating all this stuff in the first place. Let's take a look at these things. Okay, I feel like a failure. Is this true? No, it's not true. Look at where I am. I'm living in a beautiful place. I have friends. I can, you know, I have this mental capacity. I'm learning new things. 
I am young. I've got my whole future ahead of me. I can't be a failure. What I was, a, what was indication, this failure thing that's stucking up in every single person's identity because they're never living up to their ideal. So everyone has this sense of failure. So the sense of failure comes from your comparison to a fake, fabricated, incorrect ideal that you thought would make you happy. And since you haven't attained that ideal, you say, I am a failure. I am a failure is not true because that ideal was never on your path. Your path is one of self-discovery. That's the only thing you truly care about. So to get that ideal would have been taking you off your path. Now, would you, from your higher perspective, from your non-physical perspective, as your inner self, would it be best for you to have a journey of self-discovery where you become the most famous wealthy person in the world or to have an ideal to not attain it to have this belief system that's at the root of everything and then process the belief system so that you can move along your journey of self-discovery. Would you rather have that ideal or would you rather discover who you truly are? From the limited perspective, you say, oh yeah, I'd rather have the ideal. I'd rather have that life, that fantasy life, because then I'll feel good. Now, we all know that that's not true. Outside conditions cannot make you feel anything. So if you attain the outside conditions that made you look like a success, you still wouldn't feel good because you don't feel good now. You don't feel like a success now, you see? It's the feeling that creates the outside conditions, not the other way around. The outside conditions can't make you feel anything. Your feelings about who you are generate the outside conditions. That's because you're the creator of your reality, not the victim to it. So you've been looking at reality from a flawed perspective, one that is not true. The one that says, I am an individual separate from my reality that has no inherent ability to actually control this reality. Therefore, I seek more and more and more control, knowing that control can never work. What you're really here is the career of this reality, generating a con conditions that help you move along your journey of self-discovery. You have a limiting belief. You can't see it. So the universe orchestrates an event called a manifestation event. That manifestation event triggers a limiting belief. Without the manifestation event, you couldn't identify the limiting belief. So you have a manifestation event, some event, you get a bill in the mail and you think fear, I'm going to be homeless. I can't pay for this. What am I going to do? And now you understand it. Well, holy, hold on here. This thought process is coming because inherently I don't believe that I'm successful. I need the conditions to prove I'm successful before I can acknowledge my success. But you're successful because you're here. You're successful because you are contemplating these teachings. You're successful because you're living in physical reality, going on your journey of self-discovery in a unique way that can never be experienced by anyone else. You're inherently successful and you're here to understand the illusion that you've bought into so that you can piece by piece by piece pick away at those limiting beliefs and come to a greater understanding of who you truly are. When that understanding comes, then you'll be operating in concert with your inner self. You'll feel negative emotion, you'll identify a limiting belief, you'll process a limiting belief, and you'll get back into alignment, you'll receive inspiration, you'll feel the fear, you'll analyze that fear and process the fear, and you'll push past that fear to take the action you can take at the moment, which will lead you one step further on your journey of self-discovery to more clarity, and now you will create from a higher vibrational place. And you do it again and again and again and again. Then you come to a point where you say, oh yes, I've been acting as a victim, it's not true. I am the creator of the reality. Nothing outside of me can make me feel anything. All of the feelings that I feel in reflection of my conditioning is based in victimhood. I'm going to now choose my feeling. I'm going to choose my point of focus. I'm going to understand who I am in the non-physical and act that way in the physical. 
I'm going to only do what's in my highest good on my journey of self-discovery. I'm not going to prop up this false persona. I'm not going to keep looking for outside validation. I'm not going to ask anyone else what they think because that has nothing to do with me. I'm not going to take advice from others. I'm not going to go with the flow of what popular culture thinks is good or bad. I'm going to only connect to my inner self, bring myself into the moment, get to a place of neutrality through meditation or through just sitting still to be in full appreciation and gratitude for the life I have now. And I'm going to wait or even ask for inspiration. And when that inspiration comes, I know I'll feel fear, but I'm going to act anyway. Because that action, that's the only thing I ever need to do. Everything else is taken care of. The fact that you don't have enough money is because you can't have more money for where you are right now because you would be distracted from the work that you're here to do. The true nature of your reason for being here. If you had more success, it would distract you. If you had different relationships, they would distract you. If any single aspect of your reality that you find yourself on in this moment, if any of it was different than it is, it would be a distraction from why you're here. Everything has worked out to create these conditions that cause you to seek this information, to raise your awareness of who you are and how this reality works so that you go on this journey of self-discovery because that was your primary intention. When you do that for just a little while, the side effect is everything you think you want and everything you truly want as long as it continues to benefit your journey of self-discovery. And if it's a distraction, it's not necessary, you wouldn't want it. You absolutely wouldn't want it because it would take you off this primary intention that you have. So everything is working out perfectly for you. Everything will come in time, but you have to do the work that you're doing right now. And if you continue to do that work and have faith in this system and who you truly are and connect more deeply to your inner self, everything you truly want will come to you without the world crashing down upon you. But you have to push past fear. You have to get the inspiration and push past fear. You have to become more authentic. You have to see yourself from a higher perspective. You have to believe in who you truly are. You have to see the power that's within you. You cannot doubt yourself anymore. You cannot have that negative self-talk going on. You cannot worry about the future. You cannot regret or resent the past. You can only live in absolute appreciation and gratitude for what is now and what got you to this place and faith that everything else is going to work out on your journey of self-discovery every single time. So when you're less upset about things, it's a magnificent sign of ascension. And that's exactly what you're doing now. Who's next? I have been thinking about this for a while. Um, so if everything, yeah, if everything is perfect, then and there's no need to worry about the future. There's no, um, there's no need to regret the past. Um, is there a need to desire things or Excellent. to want things? Desire is the mechanism by which most humans are moved forward towards expansive experiences. Since you're here primarily for expansion, then the desire is the engine of that expansion because you will push past fear to take actions that will lead to experiences that cause expansion. Now, we bring up the, the simple notion that there are things you think you want and things you truly want. The things you truly want are based on your pre-birth intentions. You truly want to expand in love, in joy, in ease. You truly want to express your love. You truly want to live in absolute abundance and true freedom. These are your true intentions. The things you think you want, well, they're generally based in lack. I think I want more time. If I had more time, I could do more things. Therefore, I'd be less limited. Since I'm limited, I want more time. So the perception of limited is a false perception because you're limitless. But you think that time is a real thing. 
It's hard to understand the concept of time when you've been living as a victim to time, believing there's a finite amount of time. But you can ask those who have come to a new level of awareness what this idea of time is all about, and you will see that there is so much more time than you think there is, because when you look at time from the perspective of the creator, you realize that time is just a construct. It's not real. And you will have experiences in your life, practical experiences where you experience an abundance of time. This, tr this is true of money, of health, of relationships, of everything. From a limited perspective, you perceive a lack of all these things. From the higher perspective, you realize you're the creator of all these things and you have abundance of them all. So it's just a perception of reality. So your perception of reality is based in this idea that everything's flawed, we have all these problems, things need to get fixed, things need to get done, we have to protect ourselves, we have to worry about this, that, and the other thing. We have to hold on to resentments because those other people caused us to have these bad experiences. That can only be thought of from the victim. The victim perceives that outside people and conditions can make them feel something. We have to regret our decisions because we believe if we made different decisions, we would have preferable outcomes. This idea of imperfection or of having a better outcome if you made a different decision can only be done from the perspective of the victim. From the perspective of the creator, you understand that absolutely every decision you've ever made in your past has led you to where you are now. And if any of those decisions were made differently, you would not be here, you'd be somewhere else. Who knows where that is? From the perspective of the creator, the creator understands that this moment right now is the perfect moment and would never change it. But the victim is always holding on to an ideal saying, this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I think is good. If I get this, I'll finally feel satisfied or happy or loved or whatever it is. This is a inaccurate, false projection of a reality that comes from separation and disconnection. It's the illusion. Now, the illusion is valuable because you get to come from this illusion to the truth, and that's where the expansion is. But... Expansion can be had in any experience. So you can expand in fear or expand in love. If you expand in fear, you're simply investigating the inauthentic version of yourself for a little bit longer. And you can do this as long as you want. But at some point, you're going to come to the idea that, hey, I've been suffering and I've been discontent and I've been dissatisfied long enough now. My life isn't really working. I'm not getting really what I want. I'm not being who I truly am. This isn't what I want. I'm going to change my perspective. I'm going to seek information that can give me a new perspective. So then you come from this perspective of living this life and past lives as this victim. And we say, you've never been a victim. You've always been the creator. You just didn't know it. There's never been anything imperfect. You've always been focused on imperfection because you're perceiving reality from the perspective of the victim. The victim has to focus on the flaws in everything in order to control them so they can avoid them and avoid the negative emotion. The victim is always, always, always in great fear of loss. From the creator's perspective, there is no loss because the creator is generating the reality at all times and loss is not possible from that perspective. Now, you might think it's unsafe to go from a perspective of a victim to see that everything's perfect because you'll perceive that nothing's changing because the victim says the only way things change is through effort and struggle to make them change. This happens to be false. This doesn't change anything. You can effort and struggle your way to a million dollars, but when you get the million dollars, you're not going to feel any different. You're not going to feel any better. You're going to say, oh, I just wasted 40 years trying to get that million dollars by working 50 hours a week in some cubicle somewhere. That's not why you're here. Now, that is an expansive life. And so that is good and that is rewarding, but you will only gain the rewards of that life when you transition to the non-physical. And then you'll choose a new life that will allow you to benefit from some of those desires that you had there, but that is still going to be a life of self-discovery. We come along and say, hey, there's a radically new way you can approach life. That is the approach of the creator, of love, of understanding that everything is perfect. It's the, it's the approach of 
neutrality. So in neutrality, there's no good or bad. There's no right or wrong. There's no imperfect. The imperfection cannot be possible in neutrality because imperfection can only come from a judgment of right or wrong. Everything has to be perfect. When you zoom out and look at everything from the higher perspective, when you look at the universe as a whole, when you look at the galaxies and the stars and the sky and the planets and the suns and all these things happening up there, you can see, oh, that's perfect. When you zoom out and you look at one single cell in your body, you look at that cell and you say, oh, through a microscope, you say, yeah, that's perfect. Everything is perfect when you zoom out. But guess what? You're in a reality where you're zoomed in, where everything is brought close to you, up close and personal, where you feel it, where you really feel it. And so the only thing you can do is raise or lower your perspective. You lower your perspective to see yourself as a victim. You try to control, 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 and you just feel nonstop negative emotion. You withdraw. You disconnect from your reality. You hold it at bay. You avoid it. You stay in your comfort zone. You leave a, lead a more limited life, less abundant life. The only other way to do that is to say, okay, okay. When I zoom out, everything's perfect. As I zoom in, I start to notice the flaws. The flaws have to be an illusion because when I zoom out, there's no flaws. So the flaws only come when I zoom in. So when I'm really up close and judging everything, I'm feeling this rush of emotion, this uncomfortable, turbulent sea of emotion. I'm actually being moved from the troughs of the, the waves to the tips of the waves and back again in this rough sea. And so I have no control over the sea. I have no control over my emotions. My emotions are just coming as I'm witnessing everything. So if I think something's good, I'll feel good emotion. If I think something's bad, I'll feel bad emotion. Oh, hold on here. That's up to me, isn't it? If I judge it as good, I feel good. If I judge it as bad, I feel bad. And the only thing I'm doing here is feeling something. So what if I change my perspective? What if I zoomed out on everything and I saw it all as perfect? Well, if you could do that, guess what? Your C flattens out. It's calm. You see it as right because it is right. Inherently, it is right. If you weren't looking at it, if you removed yourself from it, if you felt no emotion when you, when you observed it, it would be right. It would be perfect. And that's the truth. But you think, oh, I don't like my life. I don't like my past and I'm worried about my future. In order to change it, I got to change myself. Because if it's imperfect, that implies I'm imperfect. And since no one can be perfect, I have to chase this ideal of perfection that you will never catch. So that life, that approach to life is inherently flawed and can never bring satisfaction. The only way you can bring satisfaction is to change your entire approach to life where you see yourself as the perfect being that's creating the perfect reality in every single moment from the time you were born till the time you transition to the non-physical, every moment has always been perfect. So can you change your focus from the imperfection and the flaws and the problems to the perfection of who you are in this moment right now? If you can do that, you set yourself free. And with that, we are complete. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so Thank you. much. So good. Incredible. Thank Thanks, everyone. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. We're really getting to this idea here of neutrality and how in neutrality, everything's a bit different and our emotions are not what they seem to be in normal reality when we're looking at things from the positive perspective or the negative perspective and we're judging our outside conditions. When we get to this neutral perspective, well, that's when the emotions can flow out, can you can start to choose how you want to feel. You have a lot of insights and direct connection and communication with your inner self. The 
connection to inspiration is much deeper. And without the fear that's going on by judging your outside conditions, you are more receptive to that inspiration and that inspiration is far more powerful. Take a look at the Ascension Experience on the website, theteachingsofjoshua.com. The first course is alignment and we have a $50 coupon code for that. It's 5-0 off. Also, the book, A Perception of Reality, is now being released as an audiobook, and the only place you can get it for a limited time is at the website. So check that out. And if you have any questions for me, always feel free to send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. So we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.